Vera, can we take a roll call? Mayor View? Here. Mr. Wagner? Here. Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Doubt? Present. Mrs. Pratt? Present. Mrs. Schofield? Here. Mr. Shumsky? Here. Mr. Lamoth? Mr. Lamoth? Mr. Gerard? Here. Mr. Bernard? Here. Mrs. Lopes? Uh, present. Mr. Zatella? Yes. 10 present, two absent. Close up. Did you hear me? Yes. Is that David Barslow? We can hear you now, David. Can you hear us okay? Thank you. Thank you. And, and you can hear us okay, David? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. We can proceed. So is that the... That's did you include him? 11, one absent. 11 present, one absent. So just for the record, we have 11 present, one absent. Who's absent? Don Lamoth. So we have one item on our agenda. It's the deliberation and selection of the superintendent of schools. Can I request a motion from someone? I'll take a motion. Mayor. Sure. Doug Gerard, make a motion. Uh, make a motion that we uh, enter into deliberation uh, to discuss the uh, next superintendent of the Chickabee Public School System. Okay. Second, any discussion? So now we're back. We're in deliberation. Discussion. Okay, I have Sandra um, Perret. Just two two statements. Floor. I know I had gotten a couple of um, emails asking why we were doing a two-thirds vote of 12 and not a two-thirds vote of 11. So maybe the attorney could address that for the public. And I have one other statement after she does that. So I, I can let her address it if you'd like. I could. The policy says it's two-thirds of the entire committee, not of those present which is eight. So two-thirds of 12 okay, requires eight votes. It was the, thank you so much for letting the public know. You're welcome. Sandra. And I have uh, one more um, statement to make. At our last meeting on 131, it was stated several times that there was a disclosure on file in the city clerk's office by Mr. Don Lamoth. I went to the city clerk's office today at 3.35 p.m. asking to look at the disclosure for Don Lamoth regarding a conflict of interest. There was nothing on file. I was not given anything. It was said to me, it was reported, there is not a form on file. So based on the fact that there is not a disclosure form on file, it would seem that we should not proceed with any further discussion and that the job posting, we should probably get a, a, a ruling on, on the process because there's not a disclosure on file that could be shown to me, the public, it was not available for the public. Okay, I, I believe that we would prefer that we take a vote and I will as chair request a vote to whether we proceed or not. Um, I believe that uh, a disclosure statement is something that is a self-identifying statement that you yourself provide to the clerk's office and also a disclosure to the State Ethics Commission where you would ask if it's okay to participate 
those are personal for elected officials and it's not within the purview of me as chairman to look in to make sure that those are available. So I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think, and, and I'll leave it up to this committee, that one person should have us start this whole process over when they're not involved. Go ahead. Sh should that be a question that the attorney should answer? Because you, as you stated at our last meeting, are not an attorney? I am not an attorney, and I will allow the attorney to answer if that would make you feel better. So just to be clear, Mr. Lamoth is not participating in this process tonight to select uh, a superintendent. And so I'm, I'm not, I don't see that being relevant to this decision because he is not in fact participating in this process. But because of the fact that it was stated at our meeting that all one had to do was go down to the city clerk's office and see the disclosure that it is readily available to the public because it was stated that Mr. Lamoth had a conflict of interest with his son who is a principal at Chicopee Comprehensive High School. And there is no disclosure on file. But he, the disclosure is there in case he is participating, but, but he is not participating. So but, the disclosure is to identify your conflict and part of the disclosure form says, do you believe that you can still participate in the process without bias and the, and the person writes in, you know, whatever it is that they have to say there. So he is not participating in this process, so he doesn't need a disclosure because no. he's not actually involved in this at, at this moment in time. But should there have been a disclosure when he was on the search committee? So my question is, what is this the fact that there is not a disclosure on file, what does this do to the process? Should anyone, as we talked about at the last meeting, if there was a complaint filed, there was no disclosure on file, which would indicate that at the beginning of the process, with the individual being on the search committee, that it was not publicly disclosed, that there could possibly be a conflict of interest, and there was no ruling from the Ethics Commission. So I can't. I can't speak for Mr. Lamoth, but he has told me in the past that he did file a disclosure. First, first I'm just sharing that information. Sergio, we're not going to have a dialogue back and forth. Let the attorney please finish, and then you can ask to have the floor again. She in addition, has the floor. I do believe, and I, I can't speak for him, that he addressed the issue of the search committee with the Ethics Commission. I wasn't privy to that conversation. The Ethics Commission doesn't issue any kind of ruling or anything, but the indication that he gave me was that it did not impact his work on the search committee and they told him simply on a going forward basis to not participate in this process. That's my understanding based on information that I've been given by Mr. Lamoth. I would not be able to get any information from the ethics committee nor would anybody else because they only interact with um, the individual person who has the ethics obligation. In addition, b rulings of the Ethics Commission are toward, as the mayor said, the individual person who has the ethics issue that's at question. They usually face, to the extent that they take any action, they might have a public kind of 
Um, they might have a settlement agreement, they might have a public statement about what the person engaged in, or in the worst case scenario, following an adju adjudicatory hearing, they might have a civil uh, penalty. But all of that, again, is only aimed at the individual who has the ethics issue, not the, the board or the, the committee or the commission or the group or you know whatever the municipal entity is. That's, that's my understanding of, of how the process works. I, I, I guess my concern is that it was stated several times at the meeting um, on 131 that all one had to do was go down to the city clerk's office and the disclosure was on file. So I, I did go down to the city clerk's office to see the disclosure and there's not a disclosure on file. And I'm only stating that in the best interest of our Chicopee public school system, that if there is any seemingly sense of um, impropriety and maybe that we should not have a vote today. And again, I'm thinking that we should repost the position and I'll do fairness to anyone who may have submitted an application for the position and anyone, um, because it seems like our, our I's are not dotted and our T's are not crossed in this process. Thank you, Sandra. I can say this, that you have, uh, as a member of this school committee, you can make a motion, but I believe it's up to this board to decide on whether or not we want to continue. So if you'd like to make a motion to either postpone or table this meeting to a further date, we can do that. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I intend to proceed right now. So we're going to proceed with deliberations. There's a motion on the floor to continue deliberations. If you would like to make a motion that we table, or postpone, I, I, we could take that vote. I would like to make a motion that we table and repost. Uh, just for clarity, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by repost. Could you just can, be a little can clearer? I, can I interject? I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't on the search committee, but in speaking with um, Ms. LaFon and Ms. Hoare, the members of the search committee filled out disclosure paperwork the first night of the orientation. Do you remember that, search committee members? I did. Okay, so that night, the first night of the search committee, well, here's Liz, I'll let her tell you what happened. Thank you. So um, any employee or anyone who's paid by the district, such as school committee members in this case, were asked to look at um, the conflict of interest paperwork and to sign off on the disclosure form indicating what the potential conflict might be. Um, particularly in terms of a financial interest, which would be an immediate family member working in the district, and to fill out that form that indicates why they believe they can participate without having a conflict of interest. So those forms all exist, um, and Sarah has kept them because they were pertinent directly to the search. Thank you for that information, Liz. Uh, Susan, you have the floor. Thank you, Mayor. I can speak for myself and Robin Berube, who I received an email from, who we, both of us were part of the search committee. And I'm going to quote Robin as saying, I was a member of the search committee and can attest to the fact that Don did not sway my vote in any way, nor do I believe that he had any factor in anyone else's decision-making. It went on to say a couple more things, but um, I think the same way. 
that I was not swayed by Don being in the room. I sat right next to the man for five meetings, and he Me did too. not sway my vote either way. I think for my own self. Please, Sandra, know that. Um, and Are you all set? Yes. Sandra, just for clarity, can you restate your motion? I make the motion that we postpone the vote today, that we repost the position. Re repost, repost the position. And start the process over. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have a motion on the floor to postpone our vote and repost the position and start the process over. Anyone want to second that motion? Because I choose not to. Anyone want to second it? I'll second it just for the, the point of moving the vote forward. Second, any discussion? We'll take a roll call. A yes vote would postpone. A no vote will continue. Mayor View? No. Mr. Wagner? No. Mr. Barcelo? No. Mr. Doubt? No. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? No. Mr. Gerard? No. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? No. Mr. Zatella? No. Three yes. Eight no. So the motion is defeated. So now we'll entertain a motion to continue deliberations. Doug had made a motion. Can we get that second? I'll second. Second the motion to continue deliberation. Open for discussion. Who? Any new information that anyone would like to share that can help us in our decision making moving forward for the next superintendent for the Chicopee Public Schools? Yes, Mayor, if I could. Uh, Sam Shumsky has the floor, Doug, and you're next. Go ahead, Sam. Thank you. Okay, have, thank you. I have two things. Um, one of the last, at the last meeting, we talked a lot about experience. And one thing that really struck me after the meeting, I really went home and thought about it, is that um, none of us in any way, shape, or form in life have any experience going into jobs until someone takes a shot on us. And at 20 years old, I had no experience with budgets, policy, curriculum. I was just a, I was a kid <coughs> fresh out of high school. And it's one of the things when I got elected to the job, I learned as I went. And anyone can learn a job is what I learned. And it's one of the things that I believe that someone took a shot on me, voters took a shot on me. And it's one of the things that experience came with that. And my second thing is I would like to nominate Dr. Ware, make a motion to nominate Dr. Ware as our next superintendent of schools. Okay, uh, we're in the middle of discussion. Can okay. I pause you on yeah, that, yeah. that motion? Because other people would like to speak. we we'll do. Thank you. All set? Yeah. Mr. Gerard. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, you know, we had a lot of discussion uh, about the educational side of uh, hiring a superintendent. Uh, and I'm not sure if we've you know, as a board, maybe just didn't realize that we, we do have a, a school district that offers a CTE program that is thriving, that is, uh, that is on the up and up. Uh, we're looking for more space. We're looking to add more programs. And uh, I, I would just want to say that, uh, you know, I'm just not comfortable uh, bringing in an outside candidate that has uh, very little or no experience at all in a school district uh, that offers a CTE program. Uh, this is just something I, I've been thinking about. And after uh, the last meeting, uh, you know, it, it just felt to me that, uh, you, you know, we were just talking more on the educational side of, 
hiring somebody, then, uh, you know, I look at the, the superintendent's job uh, wearing many, many hats. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a business leader. He's involved in, uh, you know, with all, all different aspects of the, of the school district, public safety, uh, you know, involved with grants. Uh, but the big thing for me uh, is that CTE program. And, uh, you know, close to 50% of the, of the students at Chickabee Copper are enrolled in this program. And we're looking to add more space and we're looking to buy a new a building so we can free up some space in the high school. Uh, and who knows uh, someday if we offer it at the other high school uh, or, or have one, uh, you know, whole school building that's just going to offer the CTE program to the kids. And, uh, you know, anybody that thinks that these programs aren't vital, um, you know, to our school district, I would have to disagree with because uh, we have many, many people in these programs that are uh, retiring that have worked 35 years in the, in the uh, practice. And we have no one... Uh, you know, coming forward to, to offer these services. So to me, this is a huge, uh, uh, a, a big factor uh, in my decision. And I just wanted to share that with uh, my colleagues, uh, you know, to, to let them know how important I feel about this and, and uh, how uh, strong our, our CTE programs are under the, you know, the guidance of uh, uh, Carl Ingram and working with, with Mr. Morton and uh, I don't feel after the pandemic that we can, we can afford to take six or eight months um, and, and fall behind. Uh, we, we need to expand the programs. We need to expand the programs now. And we have a guy in place that uh, is very knowledgeable with these programs. And, you know, nothing against Dr. Ware. I'm sure he's a very, very smart man, but he just does not have the experience in running a CTE program. Um, and I don't feel that the city of Chickabee should be waiting around to, to try to, uh, you know, instruct uh, the superintendent uh, how to pursue pursue this. So this is just uh, my opinion, and I wanted to bring that up to my colleagues because I felt it was, uh, you know, a very important issue. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, Mr. Gerard. Mrs. Perret, you have the floor. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Gerard, for bringing that to the floor. Um, I did, that was discussed or mentioned at our last meeting as well, and I did um, speak with a individual who um, is an educator and uh, has a doctorate as well, and went over the <laughs> fact that um, would it be possible for someone who has a doctorate in education to oversee uh, a CTE program if they've never been involved? And um, the purpose of education is to look at the curriculum and not necessarily the programs that are there. That, that would be the role of the department head to bring forth the information and the um, superintendent to oversee that. And um, the individual had, had agreed. But also, it might be good to have fresh ideas, a fresh look at the CTE program, because there was just an article that advocates file federal civil rights complaint over vocational school admission policies. And I, I went to look at uh, some of the articles, and um, there's a, a comment that state enrollment data shows students from traditionally marginalized backgrounds, including students of color, English language learners, those with disabilities, and low-income households, um, are admitted into vocational schools at disproportionate lower rates to their peers, the complaint uh, states. So it might be in our beneficial 
might be beneficial to us to have someone who might be looking at things um, with fresh eyes with, and someone who may not have been involved in the system to perhaps look at our policies and procedures and our admission practice for the CTE program in light of the fact that um, this is something that is, is now um, going to be in the courts. It was just, uh, as I said, the article uh, was from four days ago that something was filed. So it might be in our best interest to have new eyes look at something just to be sure that um, everything is going as it should with us. Thank you. Mr. Doubt has the floor next, then you, Tim. Thank you, Mayor. Um, just to address the comment that was brought up by uh, Mr. Gerard, um, we didn't give candidates an opportunity to discuss the CTE program. We um, knew the questions that we were asking of our candidates. None of the three candidates were asked a question about the CTE program. Mm -hmm. And to turn around and to now take that into consideration while one candidate has an opportunity to show us what he's capable of as well as the, the facts are that we know that Mr. Morton has a CTE program, but we have not had an opportunity for Mr. Morton to discuss that CTE program with us. We have not had an opportunity for Dr. Ware or Mr. Richard to discuss their thoughts on the CTE program. I, I do feel that that would be unfair to the three candidates. Now, now, certainly nobody doubts the importance of the CTE program, but in looking at this process, I, I, I do think that it's fair that, that all candidates are asked the same question. We, that was our directive from the beginning, was that the candidates would be asked the same questions, and, and that is what we did. And certainly, I think that there are questions that could be posed that may um, enhance or deter us from choosing for a certain person, but I do think that you know, when I, when I think of the CTE program that every candidate should have the option to speak on that. Um, one other, two other things I lied, that I just wanted to add in um, was just to state that in a Mass Live article that was written by Jeanette DeForge and published on May 5th of 2022, the article quotes, Morton, who has a law degree from Western New England University, immediately took over on April 6th. The school committee at the time did not take a formal vote because it has a policy stating that the most senior assistant superintendent steps into the job if the superintendent is unavailable. So I just want that out there that, yes, there may have been discussions with Mr. Morton. However, it was not a school committee decision at that time my understanding at least, and I could be wrong, I know I'm new to this committee, my understanding of it is that it was not a school committee decision, that policy states that he would move up based off of what occurred. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to bring up is, you know, we, we sat here last week and we talked, and there's lots of letters of recommendation, there's lots of things floating around, there's lots of emails and phone calls that I, I promise you not a single school committee member will not sit up here and say that they have not gotten phone calls and emails because trust me, we've been inundated and we appreciate that. 
but I do just want to address the fact that the letters of recommendation for Dr. Morton that were stated as being organic letters written to support the acting superintendent, that the school committee was handed an envelope with 14 organic statements, I believe, that were all handed to us at the same exact time. And it is certainly possible that every single one of those people who wrote those letters did so and wrote from their heart. But when we talk about organic, I question how it is, and I don't question our leaders. I know that the leaders in our school do a phenomenal job of organizing things, but I question how it is that 14 letters got organized into one envelope to be given to us at one time organically. Thank you. Thank you. Just uh, Mr. Wagner, before we uh, hear from you, I know that Attorney Bouchard would like to comment on a couple of the statements made by Mr. Dow. Right. Just to clarify the process for um, Mr. Morton becoming superintendent, he served as superintendent under the district's policy until the end of the school year, and then at the end of the school year, the committee uh, made a decision to select him as an interim, which required a vote. Um, and to not look outside, but to, to um, rely on Mr. Morton to serve as the interim. The, the policy was only in effect for that short period of time, uh, you know, when things happened rather quickly. If I may, Mayor, I, I did see um, the article where the school committee did vote um, Mr. Morton in, but just as a fact, an, his initial appointment was off of nothing but policy from my understanding. The period of time from April until the end of June end of was... June by virtue of policy, and then starting at the end of June, uh, uh, the decision was made by the school committee board. to um, have him serve as interim for, the, for this school year, current school year. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And um, that's it? Okay. Mr. Wagner, you have the floor. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, as I said at our last regular meeting, as I'll, as I'll echo now, um, to anybody who has sent me an email uh, that I have not personally responded to, I do apologize. It's been a bit hectic with school uh, and work and, and the whole superintendent search. So uh, I, I do promise I have at the very least read them and I, and I do plan on responding. Um, but I, I just want to address a, a couple of, of things that people have mentioned to me a few times. You know, It's mentioned to me that you know we shouldn't immediately just hand the job to Alvin because, okay, he's been here for 15 years. Certainly, that does play a factor in, in some of our decision-making, to be sure. For me, in my mind, um, when I think about local government, I have to think about what's best for the taxpayer. And that means, you know, finding somebody and negotiating a contract with them that will, you know, get the district a good price on a, on a competent administrator. And when I look at the rate of turnover for superintendents in Massachusetts, the average length of term as a uh, uh, average length for a superintendent to stay in a district as of 2016 is only about six years. I mean, think about that. And that was five years ago. And even since then, we've had even greater turnover in most mm. districts in the Commonwealth. I want a person who's going to be with Chicopee long term, 
who knows what they're doing, who cares about the district, and in my mind, that's Alvin Morton. And, and not to disparage Dr. Ware, but I look at his resume here. He spent four years as a science teacher in one district, moved to another school or a district, and spent another four years as a science teacher. Six years at a, what I think, what I believe is a charter school as head of the school. And then he moved to Wyndham Public Schools where he's working now in 2018. And that to me says he's moving around a lot, looking to move up the ladder. And sure, he may stick around here when he gets here, but I don't want to take a chance on somebody who has not managed a district of this size and who I don't know is going to be here for the long term. That, that's the only concern in my mind. And, and, you know, looking at Alvin, who has been here for 15 years, I'd be naive if I didn't, you know, say it shouldn't play a factor. And to me, it does. And to me, Alvin's the right choice because I hear what he's doing with social-emotional learning curriculum. I hear what he's doing with career and technical education. Um, I hear what he's doing uh, with teacher retention. And teacher retention is up because we did all get that email from Mr. Francis. And when I look at student discipline, it's also trending favorably for us. I see us heading in the right direction. And I'd like to have Alvin keep leading us in that direction. Thank you. Thank you. Any other discussion? Sandra, second time. What I see um, with Dr. Marcus Ware as the superintendent of Chicopee Public Schools is the fact that this is a, a gentleman whose education is in education. Um, he has a master's in education and counseling. He has a doctorate in educational leadership and administration. He does have a superintendent licensure uh, in the state of Connecticut. And um, he has continued education uh, as of uh, 2019 and 2022, trained in the ruler at the Yale University and then trained in PMT at, in 2018 to 2022. So he, by virtue of the information that we receive here, is someone who is continually learning and educating himself on education. And the other individual, uh, um, what I have on the resume is uh, the Juris Doctorate that was obtained in 2001, and there was no um, additional um, documentation of continuing education as with this other candidate. Um, there is a, a, master, a Massachusetts superintendent licensure that Mr. Morton has and a, a special education administrator license and a business, a Massachusetts school business administrator uh, certification. And I did um, my homework and I did call the um, DESE to talk about licensure because our qualifications that were posted were licensed or eligible to be licensed as a superintendent of schools in Massachusetts, a master's degree required, advanced degree preferred, a minimum of 10 years education in education, experience in classroom, administration, and central office. And I did speak with Desi twice, uh, once initially for myself, and then someone raised a question about um, the fact that a licensure could not be found on Desi for Dr. Ware. And I went through the process. The woman that I spoke with was very patient and went through the categories that, that someone can file a license with. The first time that I spoke with the individual, 
I was told, and it was a different person, was told that um, based on information that I'm giving, keeping the anonymity of an individual, that there would not be a problem with licensure. And then the individual that I spoke with today went through the, the process for one to obtain the superintendent's license in the state of Massachusetts. Um, so I, I feel confident that the qualifications are there and can be there. And then looking at what we said our next superintendent will be, a champion for education in the community, leading a collaborative spirit amongst teachers, administrators, parents, and stakeholders. And from what Dr. Ware shared with us, he's a lifelong learner as, and as evidenced by his resume. He's a strategic and innovative thinker on behalf of all students and the entire school committee. And that was discussed with, um, or shared with us by the school committee members that made a site visit to the school system that Dr. Ware is in, and uh, he took it upon himself to call his teachers uh, to foster a sense of, of community. I believe it was every Sunday, and then as well as having um, escorts for the students and the teachers um, if they felt unsafe. And then another um, statement that was said about what our next superintendent will be was an experienced professional with outstanding communication, interpersonal, and management skills able to navigate the complexity with organizations, finances, budgets, including building relationship with municipal government leaders and employee unions. And that, again, seemed to be fulfilled by um, the resume and the information and the, and the job um, responsibilities that Dr. Ware had in his um, experience in, in Wyndham. And he's a passionate, and then another statement was passionate about lifelong learning with teaching experience and possessing knowledge based on experience about special education laws and best practices, working with diverse student populations. And here it was stated that we wanted career technical education experience, and my colleagues shared that that probably was not fair that we did not ask everyone that question. But Dr. Ware has, um, from what I have on the information, the interview, the site visits that were made, um, that he is a passionate, he's passionate about lifelong learning. He has been in the classroom teaching, um, and he, he talked about, uh, he bases his, his information based on experience and, and knowledge. And um, when he talked about a curriculum that was being instituted, Another point that we said was a leader with a focus on student achievement, history of community and parent collaboration, and an ability to others. And that too was discussed in the interview uh, with regards to, um, and it actually was stated in a letter, I apologize, with um, reducing the rate of expulsion and suspension in the schools, in his school between um, 2018 and 2021. And with regards to motivation, as I said on 131, after hearing Dr. Ware talk about his passion for education, I felt I wanted to go back to school and, and go into the teaching arena. It, it, he just instilled a, a, um, a passion about what he was doing. And another item that we stated was, be prepared to support the energy and enthusiasm of an active school committee as well as guide, as well as organize, guide, and inform the committee's efforts and decisions. So it says that somebody w would do that, and it seems that that would be Dr. Ware, that um, he was enthusiastic about being in our school system for the one day that he came. He talked about 
when he was asked how he would prepare to be the next superintendent, he said he's been preparing. He did his homework. He went online. He, he could only see what was available to the public at, at the various websites, but in meeting with people in his day here, his thought process shifted based upon information that was given to him at the meetings. And the next item was an engaged and inspirational leader with a vision for growth as well as excellence and a commitment to educating the whole child. Well, as evidenced by his education and continued um, training uh, for additional um, development skills with working with the social and emotional individuals at, in the ruler program at Yale and the, in the PMT program, I, I think that supports that as well. And he, a skilled negotiator, able to work with municipal op officials and offices, especially related to budgeting for district operations. Um, that probably has not been evidenced um, because he's not been uh, the superintendent, but neither have other people who have been in the office in our Chicopee public school system, as mentioned by a colleague on um, 131. So based uh, objectively, as I said before, it seems that in the candidate of Dr. Marcus Ware, we have a, a person who is passionate about education, continues to educate himself, reaches out to the community, is bilingual, and I, he's willing to try something different. He gave um, examples that were, in his words, out of the box in terms of calling people um, every Sunday and, and um, my colleague uh, Grace said that you know she she questioned how people if they felt comfortable with that and they actually stated to her that they, they liked that um, he d he did say if I recall and I, I that um, he had to you know follow up with um, unions and everything to be sure that he was progressing appropriately so I I think that for me someone who's an educator is someone who should be sitting in the superintendent's chair someone who has been in the classroom, has um, based and supported their development with education. So thank you for listening to me. I appreciate that. Thank you. Any further deliberation? Mr. Sotelo. Uh, have we finished with nominations or, or, or what the procedure for election to vote is? How? So so if I may, just for clarity before we get into actually taking a vote, for those who are viewing this for the first time, uh, I just want you to be aware that the selection committee had reduced the number of candidates down to three. Those three are Alvin Morton I, Dr. Marcus Ware, and Michael Richard. This committee, this right here, has chosen to support uh, moving forward two of those candidates and that's Alvin W. Morton I and Dr. Marcus Ware. So those are the two candidates that the school committee has decided we're deliberating today, and ultimately one of those uh, hopefully will be our next superintendent. But Chet, that's where we're at. I, I was just waiting to the end because I wanted to share just a couple of thoughts before we vote. Okay, now Alvin Morton has not been nominated yet, right? He has been nominated. He has been nominated. But not tonight. So in the past, we put... And we had a stalemate, and we postponed. Okay. And that's where we're at tonight. So n nominations can start. Mr. Shumsky will take the floor first. Um, he has delayed his, his nomination of Dr. Marcus Ware until we finish deliberation. And then we would take that vote. Okay. I have one other thing I'd like to say, if I could. Yes, you may. You have the floor. Uh, 
I want to acknowledge and thank the people who, in the interim, who I have not heard from, I have heard from, in print as well as the spoken word. And everything I get, I take in and I read, if so needs, every word. And I encourage anybody or everybody that you have a thought that is essence to this responsibility that we are obliged, please share it. Thank you. Thank you. Susan, you have the floor. Oh, I'm sorry, Ron, did you want to speak? You want to defer to Susan? I'll, yeah, let's, I'll go last. I'll go after. Thank you. So I've, lot, I've thought long and seriously about what's best for our students and our families in Chicopee. Um, my very favorite part of the superintendent search, uh, like my father was hearing from um, ap the applicants, of course, during their, um, uh, their um, sitting before us. And um, of course, lots of staff got in touch with me, administration, parents, grandparents, community members. I had a respectable conversation with interim superintendent Morton this afternoon. We talked about the search moving forward. He is disappointed, but he understands and is aware what I need to do in the new, near future. So, thank you. Okay. Mr. Bernard? Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> I just want to first thank everyone who's reached out to me and given me their opinions and thoughts. And uh, Like some of you said, my colleagues said, we, we read every one of them. Uh, we take into account what everyone's saying and then we have to decide what we think is best for our, our community. I just want to address one point tonight. I just want to uh, address my colleagues' concerns and maybe a lot of your concerns out there. Um, and the biggest concern that I'm hearing from anybody is um, they're afraid of the change part. And I'd just like to address that for a minute with a couple of thoughts. You know, we all, we all know that change is difficult. It's just human nature. Uh, it's very hard. And it's very hard because if, if you study a little bit about human nature, uh, what people, what we usually do as a, as a human being is that we usually tend to overestimate the value of what we have. And I'm not saying that we should overestimate Mr. Morton. He's done some phenomenal things for our district. I'll never take anything back on that. But I'm just talking about how we look at things as a human being. And we do tend to overestimate the value of what we already have. And we also tend to underestimate the value of what we don't have or what we may gain. So we have to look at both sides. And do we want to give up that opportunity of what we may gain by moving forward. It's just something to think about. It kind of reminds me of a, a story I read a long time when I was young. And it, you know, thinking about all these things and what we've heard from people, it kind of reminds me of these things. You know, being in education, right, we hear all these stories, right, Mr. Francis, and so we hear them all. So it reminded me of the story. It was a story about a fish. And a story about 
changing. So it kind of goes along with what we're trying to talk about and thinking about, make this very tough decision, uh, what we're doing right now. It's kind of like that fish that uh, feels very comfortable and secure in his own pond that we're in. But if that fish never ventures out, he'll never know what it looks like to be in a sea or an ocean. All he knows is his pond. <clears throat> Holding on to something that is good for you now may be the very reason why that fish or ourselves don't, may have something better out there. So I'm going to steal a couple things from Mr. Doubt from last week, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, as a teach, former teacher, we all love quotes. Former educator, we love, we use them in our classroom all the time. So I just have two to share. Uh, then I'll let you guys go so you don't have to listen to me any longer. So the first quote I want you to think about is this. Change is never painful. Only the resistance to change is painful. And that's from Buddha. I have one more. This quote, change is a law of life, and those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. And that's from John F. Kennedy. So just some things to think about as we move along with our decision for us and everyone else there. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sandra, third time. Uh, I, I'm looking for the email that I received, but I, I did receive an email listing all the um, initiatives and programs that have come into play um, within the past year. And looking at that, I, I realized, you know, it's all, all on, a, on a document of, of everything that's in the system. But what I, I thought was, wow, Dr. Ware had talked about He's a, a systems person and a, a vision thinker, and um, he wants to, he wanted to, he, to pull everything that we're doing and put it into a strategic plan to tie everything, all the programs, all the initiatives, and have an overarching um, goal for the system. And he um, just seemed that that was something that was asked for in the, in the, um, in the meetings throughout the, his day on in our system. So that, that kind of impressed me as well, that we, we have so much that we're doing and we need to perhaps pull it all together so everybody knows how everything is interacting with, you, with each other. Um, so there's a, a strategic plan like um, a lot of businesses have and education is, is education of our students, but there are some parallels to, um, to industry. All set? Yes, thank you. Mr. Wagner, second time. Thank you, and I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, I'm going to echo what I said uh, at the last meeting, the first time I spoke. Whatever the result of tonight's meeting is, if, if there is a result tonight, or be it several meetings down the line, hopefully that's not the case. I hope that the community, uh, the employees in the school, the administrators, and teachers, so that everyone accepts it for what it is. 
and uh, I know whoever we, we end up choosing, even if I don't vote for that candidate, I'll be eager to work with them. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sam, did you want to speak? Yeah, so Tim actually said exactly what I was going to say for the most part. I just wanted okay. to say um, thank you to everyone who reached out to me, from the parents, the teachers, the administrators, the staff. I read all your letters, and if I haven't gotten back to you yet, I promise I will. They were very enlightening, and it was very difficult for me to make this decision, but I'm eager to work with whomever gets the job as the next superintendent. Thank you. Thank you. We also have a, a few members joining us remotely. David Barcelo, Grace Schoolfield, and Doug Gerard. Are, are you all com comfortable? Would anyone like to deliberate? I'm, or all, I'm all set, Mayor. All set? Yes, thank you. And I'm just, all set, Mayor. Thank you. And Grace? Mayor, I'm all set, too. Um, my colleagues have expressed um, very valid points um, that I agree with um, Mrs. Perrett and um, also Mr. Bernard. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can say this is, I feel like it's my opportunity and I'd be remiss if I didn't comment because uh, I'm pretty passionate about the city of Chicopee and our school district. I think we have one of the best districts in Western Math. It's Mass and it's something I'm very proud of. And it's concerning about who's gonna be the next leader. And we're very fortunate to have two highly qualified individuals that are being deliberated here right now. But, you know, there's been talk about change and new vision. And I wanted to take a, an opportunity because someone has provided us with facts about what's happened since April of 2022. Uh, Mrs. Perrette has mentioned that we received uh, this email from our assistant superintendent. And these are facts, positions. SPED instructional coach to provide coaching to teachers in all special education, substantially separate classrooms. Math instructional coach for Chicopee High School to provide direct support to math teachers. The model has been successful at the elementary and middle schools. Four principals, I'm sorry, four vice principals, Satella, Belcher, CHS, and Chicopee Comprehensive High School. Two special education coordinators, three social workers to be shared amongst the elementary schools. Uh, a BCBA, three of those, uh, to help address special education student behaviors. 32 paras, EL teachers at Stryber and Bow. No longer have to bus the EL students uh, to other s schools for service. EL students can get to their neighborhood school. Chicopee Comprehensive High School CTE special education teacher, two of those. CHS cosmeto cosmo cosmetology teacher, DuPont teachers, nine. Variety of teachers so that they are fully staffed to be equal to Edward Bellamy. DuPont has been grossly understaffed. Uh, Director of Instructional Technology, Nick Duell, has been an asset to the district for the first time. Chicopee Public Schools have a representative on the Mass Desi EdTech network, not to mention the dashboards and all this other technology that we're really excited about that give you data at the touch of a fingertip. I'm excited about that. Uh, family and community facilitator, first of its kind in the Chicopee Public Schools to grow and parent guardian partnerships and provide community outreach. Spanish translator, first of its kind to assist our families in navigating 
to educational system, example enrollment, IEP meetings, 504 meetings, parent-teacher conferences, and then let's get into just curriculum quickly here. The CKLA, Amplify, ELA, K-5, Chicopee Public Schools was one of five districts across the state to implement the new ELA curriculum. It is a monumental shift in educational uh, pedagogy centered around the science of reading, amplified science, six through eight, Chicopee Public Schools was one of three districts across the state to implement this new science curriculum, which is centered around hands-on inquiry based on lessons. If that's not part of a new vision, I don't know what is. Uh, trials to wellness adopted as a response to the dysregulation of our students, math six to 12, we are in the final stages of se selection to be adopted for 2023. Preschool, we are in the final stages of selection to be adopted in the 2023-2024 year. EdTech Curriculum Committee, first time ever, Chicopee Public Schools has formed a committee consisting of 15 educators across the district. Education Pathway, Chicopee High School and Elms College Partnership. Fine Arts Committee, for the first time ever, ever, Chicopee Public Schools has formed the committee consisting of 12 art, chorus, music, and band educators across the district. Chicopee High School, I'm sorry, Chicopee Comprehensive High School CTE cluster classes allows CCHS academic classes to take CTE classes through an elective course. Community partnerships with VOC, Head Start, Westover, we've expanded those partnerships centered around preschool needs across the city. HCC Gateway to College, uh, this is a dropout prevention program where students work towards higher uh, high school education graduation while earning HEC credits. Porter and Chester Institute, juniors and seniors from CHS and Chicopee Academy can par participate in this career exploration program. Chicopee Public Library after school tutoring and counseling services. Additional expansion of pre-K. I just want to say thank you for providing this to me. Two classes at Belcher, two classes at Fairview Veterans Memorial, Additional seats opened at, in CHS and CCHS for the 2023-2024, and we plan to expand one class at Bowie and a third class at Belcher. Free pre-K and expanded hours. Chicopee Public School substitution program, short-term, long-term, and building subs. Teachers, paras, nurses, cafeteria staff, all new this year over the last school year. MSBA submission at Barry Elementary. We're excited about having a new Barry School in our district, and, and I don't know if we're gonna renovate in place or we're gonna build a brand new one, but it's exciting. I get excited about that. Uh, the Remind app, caregiver and student notification system allowing receiving texts and emails in their native language, droplet, paper copies which need multiple signatures can now be turned into electronic documents for electronic signatures and tracking, all new and modern. Stamp test, this is a language proficiency exam for multilingual students, grade eight students can volunteer to take this exam and test out of Spanish or French when they enter grade nine. Chicopee Academy redesign. LTN boards, we have purchased 179 touchscreen boards. The cosmetology lab at Chicopee High School, the health academy Sims lab at Chicopee High School, as evidenced above, um, but just listening to all that, the current ad administration has enacted a new vision for the Chicopee Public Schools since April of 2022, when we've only asked the acting superintendent to keep the ship afloat. We're closing the educational gap. 
I'm listening to the presentations on the state of our schools, and I've listened to our, our high schools, I've listened to our middle schools, and three of our elementary schools just last week. And I'm impressed at how we're closing those gaps and how kids are getting back on track. And if those aren't new, innovative ideas, I don't know what are. And again, this is my last opportunity. I believe that a commitment to a district of 15 years is a commitment. And that means something to me. I have received many emails. And, and I will refer to the letter packet that you received, Mr. Dowd. We all received it. It's my understanding is that one of the principals had received all of those because they wanted to support. And I believe they were all organically written and signed by those principals and were submitted to the district to be handed to us. So if that's not showing you that the mid-level support that they have from the principals and vice principals, and I'm not saying they all do. I've received many emails that have support Dr. Marcus Ware, but I can say when I think of what's in the best interest of Chicopee and where we are right now today, I'm not convinced that heading in a completely different direction with someone who's not familiar with the personalities in our schools, our principals, is stepping backwards initially. And, and I'm very concerned about that. So that's my last plea to the members of this school committee. I don't wanna keep us here all night, but uh, I am supporting the acting superintendent. I appreciate his commitment to our district. I believe in that. I believe in working hard and having it pay off in the end. It's something we're promoting here in, in the city of Chicopee. I want people to have that opportunity to grow within their jobs and to contribute to our, I'll say our, um, employee base and it's about retaining talent so i'll end with that uh, it's pretty clear who i'm supporting and uh, sandra would you like the floor because i i think everyone's done listening to me so go ahead thank you um and again i, I said before I, I looked at the candidates objectively and i stated the reason why i supported dr ware uh when he said to us that he, you know, his longevity with us depended upon how well he performed, and he tied that to the evaluation of the superintendent. Um, and my question is, if, why, why did we have a search committee if the thought was promoting the individual from within? Are you asking me a question? Yeah, because you know, I, I, I guess if, I'm confused. And I'm trying to be objective, and um, that's what I'm hearing is Chickabee, Chickabee, Chickabee. I, I, I like Chickabee too, I, I, I live here. But um, if we're posting for a position and we have to be open to welcoming other people into the district as well, and um, looking, as I said, uh, the candidate that I'm supporting has uh, an education background, but what are we saying if, if we're saying we want only Chicopee? People can't be Chicopee if we don't let others into Chicopee. So. I, I don't know if you're asking me questions and expecting me to respond. Or I'm, I guess just I'm, just keep... upon, I'm, just, I'm just making a, a, a oh, statement okay. that um, if we only wanted to promote someone from within, why did we have a search committee to look for a candidate? Well, I'll, I'll answer my opinion as the chairman of the school committee. I think we may have made a mistake. 
I believe that if we were going to give someone an opportunity who stepped up for us and was acting through April to June and then offered the position for a whole other school year, that maybe we shouldn't have engaged in, again, I'm new at this, it's my first time selecting a superintendent. So I'm not an expert and I'm never claiming to be one. But maybe we should have evaluated him after a year and said, do we want to continue with what we're doing or do we want to head into another direction? So maybe we did not do what I think is appropriate, and, and I can sit here and, and second guess what I did yesterday, but I live in the present and I care about where we're heading in the future. And yes, I do love Chicopee and I will promote it every day and I'm passionate, so um, that part is correct. So that's my answer and my opinion. We chose to go in a different direction, Mrs. Perret, and that direction was to engage the Massachusetts Association of School <coughs> Committees and start a selection search, and we've done that. And we have two fantastic candidates in front of us. And now we have to make a decision. And we can agree to disagree. And I'm very comfortable with that. I believe in democracy. It's what our nation has been built on for all these years. And I believe it's successful because it works. So we can move along or we can continue to deliberate. If anyone has anything else they'd like to share. Mr. Shumsky, would you like to make your motion? I would like to formally nominate Dr. Marcus Ware to be our next superintendent of schools. Thank you. Okay, so we have two ways we can vote. I can second that motion, we can vote for him, or we can do a name vote if we would get a second nomination. I'd like to nominate Alvin Morton for superintendent. So I think the best way to proceed would be go with a name vote, so you clearly understand who you're voting for. and. If there's not any further discussion, we'll take a roll call and again, name vote for support. Mayor View. Alvin W. Morton, the first. Mr. Wagner. Alvin Morton. Mr. Barcelo. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Doubt. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Perrette? Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Schofield? Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Shumsky? Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Gerard? Alvin W. Morton. Mr. Bernard? Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Lopes? Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Satella? Alvin Morton. Four for Mr. Morton and seven for Dr. Marcus Ware. Everyone knows we need eight, so we can further deliberations and ask anyone who, if someone would like to reconsider and call for another vote. Any further deliberations or? Mayor, I'd like to go home. Sam, go ahead, you have the floor I was, first. I'm ready to go to a second vote. Okay, Mr. Wagner? I was gonna move that we reconsider. So you got a motion to reconsider, so would you like us to take the vote over again? So we have a motion to vote again? Yes. I'll second the motion. Any further, dis Tim, discussion? In the interest of preventing what happened the last time we had several deadlocked votes, I'm prepared to change my vote in the interest of moving the school district forward. 
Any further discussion? Sarah will take a roll call. May review. Alvin W. Morton, the first. Mr. Wagner. Dr. Ware. Mr. Barslow. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Doubt. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Pratt. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Schofield. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Shumsky. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Lam I'm sorry, Mr. Gerard. Alvin W. Morton. Mr. Bernard. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Lopes. Dr. Ware. Mr. Zatella. Alvin Morton. Three for Mr. Morton and eight for Dr. Marcus Ware. And I, first I wanna congratulate Dr. Marcus Ware. He's received the eight votes necessary by the Chicopee School Committee to be our next superintendent. And I would ask for a reconsideration of votes so those who didn't vote for him can show that we are a unanimous board in support of moving forward in our district. So I ask for another roll call. Can I get a second from that? I'll second. Second. Any discussion? So Sarah will take a roll call. Mayor View. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Wagner. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Barslow. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Doubt. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Perrette. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Schofield. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Shumsky. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Gerard. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mr. Bernard. Dr. Marcus Ware. Mrs. Lopes. Dr. Ware. Mr. Zatella. Alvin Morton. One for Mr. Morton, um, 10 for Marcus Ware. I tried to make it uh, <laughs> unanimous. I'll make the motion to make it unanimous. Thank you, you want to change your vote, Chad? Yes, I do. Okay, thank you. Two, can you just for the record, who would you like to vote for? Dr. Well, I already voted. I think I'm gonna keep my vote the way it was. Okay, I was just trying to get us to be a unanimous vote. Okay, you want to stay with your vote? I want to stay with my vote. Okay. So it's uh, 10 to 1. 10 1. 10 1. Thank you. I'll entertain a motion. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. We need a roll call. So I'll second it. A roll call to adjourn. Before we adjourn, it's been brought to my attention that standard practice now that we have chosen Dr. Marcus Ware to be our next superintendent is to actually take a five minute recess, call him to see if he's interested in accepting the position before we adjourn. So I, can I entertain a motion to go in uh, for 
a five-minute so recess. Five-minute, please, someone verbally. Motion to go to re five-minute recess. Second, we'll take a roll call to go to recess, please. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. 11, yes. Motion carries. We're in recess for five minutes.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to call us back in a session. I don't know why I think we used to do that, but. So I have not heard from Dr. Ware. I did send him in, uh, a text message and also left him a voicemail, but uh, I believe it's now in our best interest. If he does accept that we should uh, ask, I'm asking the school committee to authorize uh, myself, correct? To enter into negotiations with Mr. Ware for his new contract. So upon acceptance, uh, would you allow me that opportunity to do that? Yeah. Get a motion. I'd like to make that motion, Mayor, please. I'll second. Okay, any discussion? Mr. Wagner? I think it should be a decision of the whole committee, probably after our next regular meeting, if we manage to hear back by then. I, I don't think that it's a decision one person should be authorized to make, in my opinion. Right, it's just to, just to get the process started. I'm not going to just sit down with him, Tim, and negotiate one-on-one. -on -one. Right, the contract would have to be approved by the members of this committee for clarity, okay? So we'll take a roll call. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mr. Barcelo, are you still on the Zoom meeting? <laughs> Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. 10 yes. One out of chair and one absent. Motion carries. And I believe that concludes our meeting for this evening. Thank you, everyone, for joining us either remotely or here in person. I'll entertain the motion now to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. Take a roll call for adjournment. Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barslow? Yes. I was here last time, too. Uh, I couldn't hear you. Sarah, I voted in the affirmative. Okay. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. 11, yes. Motion carries. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a good night.